0: You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Outdoor Edge knows that providing a freezer full of meat is part of the reason we all hunt. And what better way to bring it full circle than to process your own wild game? Outdoor Edge provides a full lineup of traditional and replaceable blade hunting knives and complete wild game processing kits to bring your wild game from the field to the freezer. Visit OutdoorEdge.com and at checkout, enter the discount code NATION30 for 30% off. Interstate Batteries offers a wide variety of batteries for your everyday needs.
1: The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson. And today, we're going to be talking with Dustin Knutson from Boyd's Hardwood Gun Stocks. Now, I'm not a gun guy, so I... All of this information that uh, you're going to be listening uh, to today is new to me. And Dustin really talks about the importance of having a gun stock that fits the shooter, and it all leads to accuracy, right? The whole point of, let's just say, archery and uh, shooting sports with a rifle or a shotgun or whatever you're trying to do is accuracy. That's that's the point of it all. And uh, whether you're trying to hit a target or whether you're trying to kill an animal, it is all about the accuracy. So Dustin really breaks that down and talks a little bit about, um, you know, the materials that they use, the adjustments, um, what it, what, all the importance of having a gun stock that fits you. And because I am green to all of that, I kind of. I guess compare it to archery, and so I, a little bit of archery talk, but most of it is about the the, the customizable options that Boyd has, and then um, we talk a little bit about company history and all all the stuff behind Boyd's and uh, the process of leading in or the process of what what they do and how they do it. So it's a really good episode. Uh, I learned a lot from this episode. Again because I don't know anything about guns. I'm not a gun guy, but this was definitely an informative and educational episode. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, so make sure that if you're looking for some kind of uh, gun stock or I guess a customizable options, give give Boyd's uh, an option or a view or go to their website or whatever. So uh, let's see here. We're going to do some quick commercials and that is hunt stand right so right now what I'm doing is I am at night before I go to bed after I brush my teeth I have like five minutes 10 minutes 20 minutes sometimes it goes into the 45 minute to an hour uh, time frame depending on how long I actually uh, you know depending on how deep into it I get but I'm on hunt stand right now and I'm looking at all of the um, access routes to tree stand. I'm looking at topo lines. I'm looking at current properties. I'm looking at out of state properties. I'm looking for, um, terrain features. I'm looking for places to park places to camp. I'm looking for water. I'm looking at, uh, uh, private and public boundaries. I'm looking to see if, Hey, maybe I can send this guy an email or I can send this guy a letter or I can, um, access the private or the public ground through their private or and just a whole bunch of different crazy things that allow me to journal what I'm doing and always be on top of what I'm trying to accomplish and that's putting myself in the best position to kill an animal and uh, the digital uh, you know the, the app hunt stand definitely allows me to do that so if you're looking for a hunting app that is one of the most popular it's one of the most affordable and it has some of the best functionality you need to go check out huntstand.com and read up on all that functionality and then uh, you can go download it for free wherever you download your apps and if you want to upgrade to the elite level you can uh, the pro level you can do that for only 30 bucks a yeah 30 bucks a year a year, 30 bucks a year. Uh, so go do that. And lastly, we have the average conservationist. Um, man, love their apparel. and see. I'm wearing one of their logo t shirts right now. And my favorite hat that I've been wearing a lot lately is the average conservationist general hat. The cool thing, I mean, it's an awesome lifestyle brand. Awesome apparel, very soft, very comfortable apparel. The best part about it though is that these guys give 10% of all of their profits to the uh, to some form of conservation effort, right? So they're not only talking the talk about conservation, but they're walking the walk by, right off the bat, they're giving some form of dollar, you know, 10% to some form of conservation efforts. And that's more than a lot of companies are doing. So, if you want to find out more information about how the average conservationist is helping out conservation efforts, and to check out their badass apparel line, visit theaverageconservationist.com. And I think that's it. I think we're good to go. Let's get into today's episode with Boyd's Gunstocks. All right, on the phone with me today from Boyd's Hardwood Gunstocks, Mr. Dustin Knutson dustin how we doing man
1: good man how are you today
0: i'm doing great man i tell you what i don't know what it's like in south dakota today i take it your weather is i don't know whatever you get than we get here in iowa so it's raining now and i'm sick of this cold wet weather i'm i'm I'm, man i'm I'm hoping spring eventually shows up
1: yeah same with us is it's just been cold and Windy here and awful. We finally today got a little rain. We're super dry here, so we're we're probably we're drought conditions here. But yeah, I was in uh, northeast Iowa hunting turkeys last weekend. Yeah, it's the same there. Cold and windy and dreary, and I'm ready for some sun.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this. Uh, the last four years, or I can't even remember. But I travel to uh, South Dakota to try to hunt mule deer or white tails or kind of whatever pops up in front of me with my bow and uh i dude south dakota is a gorgeous state
1: yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty cool we get um a lot of people asked to describe it like what's the terrain like and like we have a little bit of everything so where we are in the middle of the state is is just flat flat and very little trees you can watch your dog run away for two days (laughs) but you go another an hour And you get to the Missouri River, so you start getting those river hills, those big rolling hills. Um, That's where the mules do hang out. You go another hour, hour and a half, and you're in the desert, the Badlands, straight up just desert. Um, And then you go another hour from there, and you're in the Black Hills, which is elk country. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, then you get so so we got everything from prairie dogs to desert to. I mean they shoot big corn sheep over yep. over on the other side of the state and here we have just mediocre at best deer and it's just we got a little bit of everything here so it's 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 a good place to it's a good place to live I I dig it.
0: Yeah. Where are you guys located at?
1: Um Mitchell South Dakota so world famous corn palace is in our town so if you've driven to South Dakota uh probably an I90 across the state as yep. our shop is like a mile north out in the middle of a cornfield so you probably didn't know it, but you've seen us a hundred times.
0: So cool. Uh now be careful how you answer this next question. Because it might it might invoke a whole bunch of Western travelers to do what I am about to ask you. Okay. Is your Boyd's Hardwood Gunstock parking lot available for guys looking to fall asleep for a couple hours halfway through a cross country trip to go hunt?
1: Uh-huh. No, there, there, there isn't. We get where where we keep our gates locked and everything. Oh, okay. You so can, can see a campground from here, so you uh, pull up on the interstate, grab that campground, like whatever it is, twelve bucks a night or something like that. You get a fresh shower rather than. Oh,
0: okay. Like, I got you. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I've had to. Uh, I've had to sleep in some very. Uh, awkward places over the years going west to colorado or to wyoming or idaho or uh even in south dakota and kansas and things like or nebraska and so uh, um, uh a good parking lot is always uh is always a good spot
1: yeah it's always it's part of the adventure being exactly. Like, hmm. exactly exactly
0: well let's let's get into let's get into boyds all right what, what's your role there
1: uh, I'm one of the owners Okay, and I run, the, I run the operations part of the, part of the plant. So my, my partner, he does the sales stuff, but I run the, um, the ops. So the production processes basically.
0: Okay, cool. All right. So one of the owners, how long, let's talk a little company history. How long has this, uh, this company been around and are you, are you lineage it or like, are you born into it or are you a buyer of it? Or it says here on, on the website, 1981.
1: Yep. So, so it actually started in '81. The founder, um, his old man, uh, ran just a gunsmith and shop. Just did that. And he just his his dad got um, some health issues, so he went home and just helped out at the at the shop and took care of his, took care of his parents and just was like, "Hey, why don't why don't we build gun stocks for people?" and built the first ones. So That's 41 years ago now. Um, Rob and I, the other the other owner, bought it in 2020 at the beginning, right before COVID, which was interesting little turn of events but um, I've been here for 16 years already now um, I, I wasn't born into it I'm not I'm not family or anything that I just I bounced around the state when I was in my youth trying to figure out life and just kind of landed here and I actually uh, ran a machine at night I was just a man, hired at night and whatever it was 10 bucks an hour and just needed a job and just kind of kept taking opportunities and got a lot of help along the way and did that and then just went from the floor to production to general manager and then just kind of got the opportunity to buy it out with when the the founder was ready to retire so.
0: yeah and that's awesome uh I really like that story because what that has allowed you to do is know the ins and out of the outs of the business there's a there's a lot of times where I get these interviews and it's a new owner. And they're just like, oh, I, I really don't know anything about company history. I, I I'm just the owner, but I'll tell you about my product. And th- there's no, there's no uh, background to what what th- they say. And it sounds to me oh, like yeah. with with your 16 years of experience from an entry level position all the way to a, a general manager, you know how everything runs.
1: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, it's it's. It's not just something I I, I do. It's something we we live and breathe. And so that's part of it is we're still just, we're just a still uh, family owned small company. Just keep it the way it is what we want to do. We want to have control over our stuff and make cool stuff and talk to cool people like you. And it's just to do that, you got to be involved. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to go on in the national media circus and talk all these talking heads. I just want to, I just want to have fun and, yeah. meet cool people and make good gun stocks for everybody and yeah just kind of go so yeah absolutely no <laughs> sometimes it's a gift sometimes it's a curse but yeah you know everything that goes on on the floor and and what happens around there and how gun stocks are supposed to be made so it really helps us to um um make good designs and yeah. everything along that so we know we're hunters like i said i'm yeah it's turkey season so i've been bouncing around the states hunting turkeys so it's i get out and use this stuff too to make sure it's right
0: Right. Absolutely. So let's kind of, let's kind of talk about the process of, of this. Number one, let me ask you this, and this will lead up into the process, the, the product and whatnot. I, I, I self-admittedly don't know much about guns, whether rifle shotgun, I've had the same 20 gauge Mossberg for God, I don't even know how many years. And I pull it out once a year to go turkey hunting maybe twice if i'm gonna go like just mess around and and shoot some cans with some my kids or something but other than that i don't know anything so let me ask you this why why does anybody need a a custom gun stock
1: cool yeah so so what we do is we're we're kind of semi custom. So we don't, we're not a full blown custom shop where we take measurements of people and hand build um, everything precisely to a person's every we're not that type of custom. What we are more is like um, build your own semi custom. So we give a bunch of options and then a person can pick the options that best fit them. The analogy I use a lot is like, if you go to buy a new vehicle, or look at new vehicles, you're like, oh, I want the red interior, and these wheels, and this radio. And that's kind of what we're doing. Effectively, you get to build what you want. But um, So speaking to your Mossberg, I mean, everybody's had a Mossberg or a Remington sometime in their life. Um, most hunters have, at least. And the reason that we're, we're around is um, everything, those mass-produced guns, they're all made to average people. They're made to the average length of pull, the average shooter, the average blah blah blah, and, and generally cost comes into that as the big manufacturers just want to control and keep them, keep them lower priced. Um, what that practically means is you have a gun that doesn't fit you. It almost fits you, so it may be too long, it may be too short, it may kick the heck out of you, it may rattle your teeth, that you may really have to move around move your head around a lot to find the sights or the scope or whatever it is so um what we do focus on our stocks is being able to get them to fit the person because the stock is really your connection between a gun it's the handle of the gun so if that doesn't fit if you're if you're trying to cut left-handed with a right-handed scissors it's it's not going to work very well so the gun stock really just allows you to fit your gun properly and that's what it's kind of what we go after,
0: right? It's almost like, and I'll relate it to archery because that's what I know. So it's almost like the ability to adjust a draw length or poundage or or whatever to make it feel more comfortable in your hands.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I couldn't, I couldn't hand you my bow and say shoot it. It right. came from the store that way. Shoot it. It's it's they're built to be be precise. And and a common mistake um, with guns is that they're going, oh, it's it's fine. It's just a gun. And a lot of shooters, I was one of those shooters before I actually started working here. I'm a tall guy. I'm six foot six. So I always had to just learn to shoot a certain way because every gun was so small for me. Then I realized, oh, I need a little bigger stock. Surprisingly, not really, uh, not really surprising. But um, then I realized my accuracy went way up. So, yeah, I'd be like giving you my bow and being like all right shoot the ten ring from 60 yards you're going to be like um <laughs> you're going to struggle you may yeah. be able to do it but it's not going to be as natural as you and and rifles and shotguns are the same way if they fit you perfectly they're they're just an extension of you they're just everything is so fluid and your accuracy is going to improve greatly
0: right right so the ability to to adjust right and and so i would i'm just guessing here but I'm probably not your your target demographic if I only pull a gun out once a year. Talk a little bit about who your your demographic actually is.
1: We're we're actually everybody. I mean, we're we're an aftermarket thing, so at a certain point um we just get the cool factor. Your your Mossberg either has a black plastic stock, a camo stock, or it's some generic wood color. Yep. You and the other three million people in the world that have that same gun. So our stuff just looks cool. We got different colors, different styles. We can do engraving and stuff like that. But um, we really go after everybody, man. It's just, we want to have the right people shooting the right stuff. So someday you're going to look at that Mossberg and go, man, I would take my kids out more. Maybe your kids are going to show interest, but the gun's just too big for them. Well, good. I have a stock that, that we could shrink down, shorten up to make them fit the kids. And as they grow, can fit fit as they grow, or fit you if you want to go out and shoot with them. So, and it's everybody. We're looking at um, first time shooters to competition shooters. We have we have competition shooters that use our stuff just because they're like it fits, it works, it's right. comfortable. It's okay. it's not mass produced in a in a computer somewhere. It's made by craftsmen and women.
0: Gotcha. All right, so let's talk about the the adjustability from a standpoint of i i hold my gun in front of you and you're going to analyze how i'm holding it to know whether i need certain adjustments made that would help me fit so what are some common um error points on how people hold a gun that that would um be better if they had an adjustable stock
1: awesome there's two two major ones um for, from an impo- from an accuracy to comfortability to recoil, everything. The, the main two are length of pull, which is the length of the butt pad to the trigger. And the second one is the comb height. So that's where you rest your cheek looking up. So if you look down your sights or through your scope or whatever to make sure. The first one is length of pull. It's just having it right. If I'm tall and I'm sh- holding a short stock, I'm going to feel cramped. My head's going to be too close to the gun and so many people shoot rifles. Bigger guys like me will shoot rifles and the scope hits us in the face and I got massive scars in between my eyes where shooting big calibers will just hit it and what that is is the scope is just too close. So now I'm scrunched up trying to move my head back so I don't get hit by the scope and really what I needed is I needed more distance between that trigger and that length of pull. So we have a couple adjustable gun stocks. You literally push a button and you can slide it in and out and lock it in place. Um, and what that allows us to do is get that that head position correctly. Because then as you're looking through your scope or your sights, um, the distance away from them is good. And that works well. Like when my wife and I go hunting together, we all, I, only, I only have to carry a rifle. She's not going to carry it. But um, I carry one rifle and if she's going to shoot... I can push. I can push the button, slide it in to get a nice short length of pull. So, um, so she's comfortable. And then if I'm going to shoot, I can push a button, pull it out, and get a, bit, a little bit longer because she has the opposite problem of I do. She has to lean way forward and try to stretch out yeah. to be able to see. And you'll see a lot of people kind of turkey necking, stretching their necks way out to to find the scope. So length of pull is that one, and then the comb height's the other. So. Um, so many people will run big scopes, or if you're shooting open sights, they're really close to the to the top of the barrel. What the comb height lets it does is, so when you rest your head on there, right when you look your head, rest your head down, you should be looking at the sights. No different than when you get your anchor point set up in the bow, you should be able to open your eye and your peep is right there. You don't want to have to put your anchor in your bow and then start searching around to get your peep and your ring your ring pins and stuff's lined up so um and that's completely different from the size of person to their basically their genetic makeup someone has high cheekbones or big cheekbones or a round face or a long face it's completely different for everyone so it's it's hard for me to look at a person and accurately know what they're going to need but that's why we just made it adjustable here take it home shoot it if yeah. it's not comfortable move it up you don't like it move, move it down it's literally takes three seconds just and then just find out what's comfortable you for you and your shooting style and let yeah. it rip i mean yeah that's the fun part is yep. you don't have to struggle with it. you don't have to go and get fit or measure just go and shoot 10 rounds you're gonna have it figured out by then
0: yeah and i'll tell you I'll, i can tell you right now that mossberg that I have is way too. I mean, it's small for me. I have to hold it close, and I have to put my. I have to turkey neck it, as you would say, to get the yep. sights lined up. So, um, I can see where an extra inch or two on the on the butt of the gun would be would be beneficial for me. So, as we then start to talk about the adjustability of, you know, like here here's a here's a stock. It has uh, adjustability into it. How does that then, as you adjust the, um, as you adjust the, your, your product, how does that then translate to the sights? Do you also need to adjust the sights to, to get that, I guess, uh, aligned with the adjustments that you've made to the stock?
1: Nope. Nope. um, We're going to assume that your scope is, is on target with where the gun is going to shoot. That's there's some other little stuff there that we can get into but basically what the adjustable stock is doing is it's putting your eye in line so if you say you have a we'll talk open sights you have your front pin you have your back your back um sight and your eyeball all three have to be in line yeah if only two are in line you're not gonna you're not gonna hit anything consistently um so all it does is the stock gets your head and your eyeball Right in line, consistently left, right, forward, and backwards. Um, to do that, so you're constantly creating those three points, which is accuracy. Um, no different than bow. You're gonna, <laughs> you get your peeps, your your peep and your your pins can be in line, but if you're not looking down them, you're not gonna hit what you're looking at. So, you, what the stock does is gets you in the right position for the gun, because the gun's gonna keep doing what it does. It's gonna keep shooting in the same spot you're the you're the the person is generally the variable
0: gotcha okay all right so then from a from a trigger standpoint right you you adjust the you know you have the adjustments there um does that change how you pull the trigger or is that something again that stays the same and you just have to to practice
1: um it's kind of a loaded question because it's a a little of both one the trigger is the trigger it's going to be there. The thing with um, being comfortable in your stock is going to do is going to break your bad habits, if you will. So I'll talk Charles Barkley and his golf swing. It's just an awful looking golf swing. He's really choppy. That's just the way he learned to play. So it depends with this, that Mossberg that you're shooting. If I gave you a gun stock that fits you exactly the way it should, the first thing you're going to do is start moving your head and you're going to, because your muscle memory has told you this is how you have to shoot accurately and it's been wrong. So you actually to a point will have to relearn to shoot <laughs> acu- yeah. or, um, correctly. So the trigger's still there. That's not moving a whole lot, but it may be the way your hand sits. If your hand's more comfortable, um, if you have like a stiff wrist or some people don't have the mobility in their wrists, we do have different types of grip angles and stuff that are just more comfortable. So it's really unlearning bad habits when you get it when you get a good stock you you unlearn all the garbage you've had to deal with your whole life like me it was getting hit hit in the head with the scope constantly and being real crunched up first time i built myself a stock that fit i was like my god this is this is great like i don't have to do this i don't have to but i still catch myself to this day sometimes scrunching up if i'm not thinking about it and just my muscle memory goes back to when i was 10 shooting at whatever gun so
0: yeah so not only is it a not only is there adjustability to fit you but because it fits you it is also like a trainer right it's it's because you're you're readjusting to a more comfortable fit you're it's going to train you to be more comfortable and and shoot properly
1: yeah and it's going to go right to accuracy your, yeah. your proof is the accuracy it'll be yeah, someone shooting all over. I don't I don't address them how to do it. I, I change the gun stock. So if I show getting my wife into hunting, she's doing all this stuff. I'm like, okay, don't talk to her. I'm just gonna change the gun stock so it fits what she's doing. Yeah. And then she fits, and then I don't have to coach, oh, do this, move your head, pull back, do this. I'm not coaching her because that just leads to frustration in a lot of people. What I'm doing is I'm going, Oh, this is what it is. She's too close. I'm gonna back it up a little bit, or her head needs to come up if i see her moving her head around trying to look through the scope i'm like oh hold on i'll move the move the comb up so she can rest on it so it's always in that same spot and it it absolutely leads to accuracy i mean you could watch someone shoot a paper plate at 100 yards and think it's good to just drive and tax and relatively one session i mean yeah. it's not a lot of things to just like bow, bow hunting as long as you have sight alignment sight pitcher and a nice trigger and a nice release or trigger squeeze, you're good. The gun's going to do what it's supposed to.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so let's talk about. You know, I've been messing around on your website here, and you have you guys have a lot of. Di- I mean, there's obviously a lot of guns out there, and you guys have a lot of different gun stocks to choose from. How do your customers? Maybe it's a first timer. It's never bought from you guys before. How do you guys? How do I go to your website or go to you and say? Hey, how do I choose a, a custom gun stock?
1: Right on, right on. So we have, oh man, I don't even know what the official number is. We kind of quit counting a few years ago, but something like over twelve hundred different rifles we make guns or stocks for, or twelve hundred different guns. Um, and then you multiply that with twenty different shapes and twenty different colors and block. Just the amount of options we have are endless. Oh, well, not endless, but. It, in the millions and millions and millions of choices um so what we kind of had to do is break it down so first step is on our website we have a build and price bar first thing we need to know is what gun are you looking to restock because if we know what gun you have then we can show everything that we have available for it um so it's not like going to the store and picking out the 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 style shoe you like and then finding your your size we really need to know what gun it is first and then we'll show you what's available for it because a rifle stock is completely different than a shotgun stock so um so let's just go there so in the case of yours you'll go to mossberg and then it'll probably i'm assuming it's a mossberg 500 um so you'll and it's all stamped right on the side of your gun whatever's stamped on your gun that's how we have it labeled in our in our website so it'll say mossberg 500 and then whether it's 12 or 20 gauge or 410 or whatever it is, pick your right one. And then it's going to show all the options available. Gotcha. And then within, then within there, they'll show, I don't know for that Mossberg, maybe half a dozen, maybe a little more stocks that are available. Some adjustable ones, some thumb holes, some really super traditional ones, some kind of, I would say modern traditional, um, all the different styles that are available. And partially that comes down to, um, Uh, what your application is going to be if you want it adjustable if you don't want it part of it's just the cool factor this is a hobby if you want black or you want camel yeah most of the camel people are doing it for hunting but a lot of people just like black because it's sexy right so (laughs) yeah it comes down to that you just go what what fits best your circumstances and do you want it solely for comfort or do you want it to look some style it's still going to have the comfort and. And it's just deciding what you do, and then it's going through and just picking the butt pads. If you want a softer butt pad, a harder butt pad, a no butt pad, yeah. What type of finishes and everything, and you just basically go through and and build what you what you want. We cuss, and that's the kind of the custom part is you build what you're looking for, and then that order gets sent to the floor, and we build it to order. So we don't we don't stock anything; we build everything to order.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So what do we, how do we, um, uh, go about like for a guy like me, I'm looking at this Mossberg 500, uh, right now, 20 gauge. And I'm like, okay, that looks cool. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll get that. What, um, what if I have any questions? Like, uh, I know you probably deal with people all day long calling in maybe to a customer service number or emailing you, uh, with, with questions. Um, is there any, Any tips or tricks when it comes to selecting or making sure you've ordered the right stock for for what you need it for? Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
1: there's not a whole lot after picking your gun that's the most important because if you say you had a 12 gauge Mossberg and it's actually a 20 gauge it's probably not going to fit because they're just different right um but after that there is a portion of it, you're not going to screw it up you can't screw it up it's style it's just like I don't know what you drive for a vehicle but it's not wrong it's what you like it's what right. you wanted it's what you what was available and there's so many different options so that there's there's really nothing you can do wrong from a gun stock standpoint if you want to go for that adjustable and getting it perfect just buy the adjustable it's push button thing it's pretty simple so um a lot of people think it's it's complex but it's relatively fairly fairly processed we just by our own admission we overwhelm some people with the amount of choices but um, our customer service we got five or six gals over there guys and gals Mm -hmm. over there every day that's all they do is just answer questions someone just says. We get everything from obscure guns that people are looking for stocks for, for people with disabilities looking for which is the best function, to what color looks better, orange or green. <laughs> and we just, just help talk people through which is what they're interested in. They're like, well, the orange is really bright and vibrant. The green is kind of like this, and it's ultimately the person's choice because we want you to have the stock you want, not not push what we, we want you to have because – yeah. I don't I want you to be comfortable and I want you to have fun and I want you to show your friends and I want your kids to get out and shoot and I want it to be a better uh, a better experience for everybody and we just try to get all the options that people would ask for.
0: So now let's talk a little bit about your process. Okay, Um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, what the material you guys use, um, maybe the process in which it's made that makes it special and durable and and, and all that stuff.
1: Cool. So uh, we'll start with our processes. So, as I mentioned, we build everything to order. So we're once we get your order from the Internet within like, I don't know, just three minutes or something like that, it's out on a production floor, and it'll be made. they will say, Dan needs a Mossberg 500. Here's all of his options that he chose, and we start just making it. And it takes us about a week to two weeks, generally, to get it out to your door. So we just – we're constantly making them. We have all of our programs here and um, that sort of stuff. But first step is just always the wood. Um, so we're only wood. We're not composite or – Aluminum or anything like that. We're just wood, so we do a couple different styles. We do the traditional stuff like walnuts and maples, um, the really fancy stuff, if you would. That whenever anybody sees, they go, "Oh man, that's gorgeous!" Almost like really nice furniture. But the the majority of what we make is laminate. So what it is is, at a very basic level, it's just plywood, okay. but it's the best grain of plywood you can buy. So when they get trees. They take off, it's actually called Gunstock Grade, they take off the best pieces of wood and sort them separate for for, um, for our, our veneer, our laminate. And what they do is cut them really thin, like a sixteenth of an inch or an eighth of an inch, somewhere in there, and then they dye them different colors and glue them all together so it's way more stable than traditional woods, way more stable than plastic, um, because you got... 32 different pieces of wood held together with some super, super strong glue. So what that does is give your rifle even more accuracy because now your gun isn't moving in the stock, but um, that that's it for the woods. Then we just take a block of wood. Um, There's videos on our YouTube and forums and everything. So there's another outlet. If you have questions, man, go to your favorite forum. We've been around for 40 years. People know us. There's, probably answers to your questions out there already. If you just Google them Yep, um, directly, you know, be about the Boyd's product. Um, but yeah, we just start with a square block of wood and just keep cutting it down and carving it and shaping it. And everything is hand sanded. So we got a group of, of people that hand sand everything and then everything's hand finished and sending a box and ship down. It goes through each gun stock goes through about, 75 people's hands we got about 95 people in the company so 75 of them touch every single gunstock and some of those guys and gals have been doing it for 25 or 30 years themselves so
0: yeah is that a, a machining process where you set the block of wood in in a machine and or a lathe and it just kind of drills the holes and and goes through the the computer program to to shape it
1: yep exactly okay that. The way the gun fits into the stock is very critical. That has to be done accurately. So we have all CNCs that do that. So they're all down to the thousands of tolerances, and they're they're super tight in the way they should be made. So half of our process is all machine driven, controlled. It's either right or it's wrong. Yeah. The other half of our plant is all craftsmanship. That it's they just sand it the way it's supposed to be, and they just put the right amount of finish so it gets that authentic, real feel so people grab our stuff and see it and when we're at shows or out with people the very first thing people do is they just touch them they just put their hand out and they just rub it on the side and then they just look at us go that is awesome yeah because it's like because you can't there's not a machine that can replicate what a person does in that in that aspect so yeah so we kind of got the best of both worlds there
0: yeah so let's talk about quality because there are some companies out there that uh, man, I, I've just gone to some trade shows and I see what's hanging in their booth. And I'm like, man, that just, it doesn't look quality. All right. So talk to us a little bit about maybe do you guys have quality checks? How do you guys work quality into your production process?
1: Yeah. Well, first, the first thing we do is um, we're the hunters, we're the shooters, we're the designers. We create all of our stuff. It's all, it's all our designs. So first thing, when we're developing something the very first thing we do is go do we like it if we don't like it we throw it away because at the very first we're not gonna just put something out that someone thinks would be cool no it's it's got to be cool to us and what we know of of a gun stock should be um but from the actual production standpoint yeah every one of our processes has a um a quality check there's go no go gauges basically is this right or is it wrong it's right Good, send it forward. It's wrong. Okay, stop. Either fix it or, or scrap it. And the way we go, but uh, yeah, we really we really focus on getting it out there because gun stocks have a um um a bad rap from decades and decades ago in the seventies, eighties, 80s, or eighties, 80s, nineties. wood gun stocks specifically were really bad. It was just bad quality controls, and people used to have wood sitting in their shed for. Years and years and years, man. Even just a couple of years ago, some guy says I have wood in my shed since the 90s. It's nice and dry. Well, it's not nice and dry. It's actually really wet. <laughs> so, like our stuff takes 18 18 months from the time we a, a tree gets cut down for us to properly dry it in scientific kilns and air dryers and everything. It takes 18 months, and that's with science. It can't just sit in there. So, part of the the wrap back in the 80s and 90s that gun stocks got is they were had they were very difficult to use and they weren't done right so you almost had to be a gunsmith to make a gun stock work and in in the mid-2000s we go you know what this is bs let's just do it right and we just started to do it right let's just make it right yeah so we can just drop it in there's some guns that are still finicky um specifically guns that were made during the war because they weren't weren't made to quality standards they were made to win a war so they were made by different countries to different specifications so some of those guns still need to be um handled by a gunsmith but something like your Mossberg that's been made for 40 years exactly the same yeah we can make that right we know what it is we work with Mossberg we we know what the blueprints are we know the changes so we really 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 try to make everything that we have just drop in, and I have videos on YouTube and stuff where I take a novice and do it in three minutes. Yeah, you just gotta don't overthink it. Basically, and do some critical parts. So.
0: Yeah, that brings up a, another a question I have, and is how how close do you guys work with the actual gun manufacturers? I mean, because I used to work um, at an aftermarket uh, car accessory uh, facility, and they would get sp- uh, specs from ram and from uh chevy and ford and toyota and whatever on on the parts and then so we could make them accurately so they would fit in accurately are you are you do you guys work closely with the gun manufacturers
1: yeah there's some manuf- um pretty much all the manufacturers maybe not all of them but most of them we've worked in some because we'll do special runs for them so like um a big box store cabela's Pro, shields whatever whatever you have in your air academy, um, Everybody wants their own special thing, and it's a lot of the times that's our stock because they can get something unique that's different that draws their things. Um, so we deal with uh, a lot of the manufacturers. We make gun stocks, sell them to the manufacturers. They put them on their guns and then sell them to the box store. So the next time you're in a, a a gun store and you see like a laminate stock, if you flip it over, there's a high probability it says Boyd's on the butt pad. Okay, so that we're making it for them. So we have that relationship with a lot of them. The other side of it is, firearms industry is relatively small. We see these guys and gals on every trade show. We go to the same sponsorship events. We're at the same pheasants forever, ducks unlimited, or whitetails unlimited events. So we're just, we just try to make friends. So if we have questions, we're like, hey, so and so, we're having. How did you deal with this? And so, if they have a new gun come out, we're working on a few of them right now. Some manufacturers had some new guns, and we're like, "Hey, can we just borrow a gun or buy a gun from you and make a stock for?" It? So, and we get really get their feedback, and then sometimes they just buy the stocks from us, so we know they fit. So, so it's it's really good to have that. And on the other side, where we just have to make it up, and maybe that gun manufacturer is out of business now. But well, we still kind of know what their guns look like at yeah. the store, so we can still make it happen.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, so let's say a guy listens to this podcast and he goes, "Man, this guy sounds like he knows what he's talking about. I, I want to, I want to outfit my gun. I want to make it fit better. I want to become more accurate." Um, he's thinking about getting it. Why should he take that next step and, and get a a Boyd's gun stock?
1: Well, cause if you've been thinking about doing it, you should just do it. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's one of those things. If, if you've thought about it, you should just do it. A, it'll help. It helps your accuracy. It's going to help you. If you have, there's a lot of things and everybody is individual. Some specific guns kick the hell out of people just with recoil. Some guns don't fit the person. Some people don't like the color. There's all these different things. And pretty much our stocks cover those reasons. Um, the wood does. So there is the there is a cool factor. It does look awesome, uh, but it does help. So if you've started to think it, you've already made that mental note in your head that, Hey, something doesn't fit right. Or I don't like the way this looks. So you might as well just scratch that itch and go ahead and do it. And it's, um you'd be happy you did. Like at, when I started working here, I was like, ah, it's just gun stock, whatever. Just, it's just a job. And then I, like I said, I built my first one and I go, Oh, there it is when you have something that fits so anything that that fits you it's like wearing a pair of pants that don't fit you versus a pair of pants that do yeah if you've been thinking hey i should really get a pair of pants that fit me just go ahead and do it because you know you're gonna <laughs> you know you're gonna like it and you don't you may not understand but you're just like yeah they're getting a little tighter a little baggy oh this is nice and everybody does it i should have just done that i should have bought that should have upgraded the car the house or whatever whatever you're doing that our projects are the same. And the nice part is is um, this is a hobby. None of us, well, not many of us are having to hunt to survive. Um, so we can do it with kids. We can do it with families. We can create those legacies. Um, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably had someone in your life that helped you get into it. And they probably passed down a knife or a bow or a gun or something to you. And we can do that for future generations, too, because we don't want we don't want our kids and grandkids and stuff to not have these opportunities. That's why we fight so hard for the conservation side of it. But, um, that people, people can see your love for something when you have that. So when you have something you love, oh, man, look at this gun. It fits perfect. It looks awesome. I sh- it drives tax. Yeah. That's the one you're going to pass down to your kid, or that's the one you're going to give to your, your kid hunting. So I took a little girl out for her first deer hunt this year and I was like, this is one of my most accurate guns it looks cool in pictures it it shoots really well it doesn't recoil much let's go have some fun and she shot her first year awesome she she had a fantastic time and it's just all all the reasons why we do our hunting and fishing and outdoor stuff is this just makes it a reason to do it some more
0: yeah that's a fact that's an excellent point well, I tell you what, man, I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to hop on and chat a little bit about uh, uh, Boyd's here. Anything else that the uh, uh, listener may need to know or where we should send them uh, for more information?
1: No, nah, I mean, it's just it kind of comes down. It's just jump in and look at our Facebook and social and um, YouTube's uh, Instagram's. There you're going to start seeing the ideas and seeing what the, what it can look like and hear, hear what people talk about and see how cool the stuff looks. Um, so that's always a great place to go. Always our website, Boyd'sGunStocks.com. Start digging around there, clicking by, and customer service number is on there. I don't know that off the top of my head, but customer service number is in there. Um, just give them a call. If you have questions, that's what they're there for. Is they're there to answer, and, and they'll walk you through and. If you're not even sure how to start, just be like, "Hey, I'm not sure how to start." They're like, "Okay, go pick a gun out." <laughs> yeah, that's what it is.
0: Absolutely. So it's just
1: just jump in. But social media is a great thing. You can see you can see what others have done, and it makes a daunting task not so not so difficult. Because I like that. I don't like that. I do want it adjustable, and you just start answering your questions and get get nailed down, and we can get her made for you.
0: Perfect. Perfect. Well. Uh, Dustin, man, I, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day today. Good luck this upcoming season, and, and good luck in '22 uh, uh, with uh, with Boyd's. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate your help, dude.